The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome. To fearless happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. All right, good afternoon, for some of my peeps out in the Midwest and the East Coast, and it's still uh, late morning for me over here on the West Coast. Today I have a special guest, a brand new published author. I've watched this gentleman for a year who's been watching me, but this guy's amazing. He, when he says he's doing the work, believe he's doing the work. I've watched him help so many people, but today's guest on the Fearless Happiness podcast is my friend now, and mentor. He doesn't know it, but he's a mentor, my friend and newly published author, Drew B. Wilson. So I'm going to let you take it away, Drew B. Introduce yourself. Let people know who you are and what you do. Well, first, I want to say thank you, Max, for having me on the show. It is an absolute honor and a privilege to be here. So yeah, man, I just am truly grateful to, to have this opportunity. So who am I? Uh, my name is Drew B. Wilson. As our man said, I am the vice president over at Break Free Academy. I am a newly published best-selling author. And I really, what do I do? I help people find that little bit of extra inside themselves to go from ordinary to extraordinary. You know, I, I'm all about helping people crush the day before it crushes you is my, is my tagline. And, and how I do that is I just live in authenticity. I just do me try to be the best me that I can every day and share all of the successes and the struggles that I go through so that others who are on that journey as well or, or want to take that journey to becoming a better version of themselves feel confident in knowing that if a big goofball like me can do it, then certainly anybody can do it. So that's, I mean, that's what I'm all about, man, helping people, serving others and knowing that in doing so, good things will continue to find their way into my life. Absolutely. So on that note, I want you to give people a little bit about your backstory and like where you've come from and what you did, how you've uprooted your family from where you were to a whole different state to where you're at today. I mean, it's an amazing story because it takes a lot of courage to do what you did because some people, you know, they get comfortable and they don't want to leave their surroundings no matter how bad or how mundane it is to uproot your family and, and move to a whole different state to pursue your dreams. Let them know what that looks like. Like let them know what Drewby's been through to get to where he's this best-selling pub, you know, published author now. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you kind of the condensed version, basically about four and a half years ago, five years ago, when my son was born, I was selling insurance 
uh, for a family agency. You know, I had what most people considered the American dream. I worked Monday through Friday, nine to five, no weekends. I have a beautiful wife. We had just, you know, had our son. Bills were paid. Everything was, you know, going pretty well by most standards. But I didn't feel fulfilled, right? I had ballooned up to like 280 pounds at the time. Pregnancy sympathy weight is a 100% real thing. We ate a lot of turkey dinners. Uh, so, you know, I, but basically I was, I was living this life and I was working in a job that was the best job I'd ever had. I was making more money than I'd ever had. I mean, I barely, barely graduated high school, didn't give a shit about college, dropped out about four weeks in and, and decided to go and, you know, sell a little bit of weed instead. Thought that was a better option. But, you know, I was, I was working this job, didn't feel totally fulfilled about it. And kind of turned to my wife and was like, I, I got to do something. I got to make a change. And she at the time was kind of like, well, you know, we're doing good. This is, this is what we built to. I'm like, yeah, I understand. But like, I, I still don't feel it. And so I had gone to my boss at the agency and was like, hey, man, you know, I, I know I'm doing pretty decent. And like, I just I feel like I should be making more. I should be getting more out of this. And he's like, well, you just got to be patient, man. Like someday you're going to own one of these agencies and you're going to be crushing it. But just be patient. And unfortunately, it was probably the worst thing he could have said to me at the time, because I'm not a very patient person. Right. I'm like, go, 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 go. Let's get after it. And so I kind of went on this journey of personal development, started seeking out mentors, you know, people who were crushing it and, and just living life to the fullest. Guys like Ryan Stuman, Ed Milet, you know, Dean Graziosi at the time, Jim Rohn. And, you know, being so overweight, I kind of was like, I got to get my life together. Like, I don't want to be that dad at the park with his son who can't keep up, who can't run and play and it, because I'm out of breath sitting on the bench, like right. feeling like garbage. So I, I kind of realized like, Hey, you know, I'm waking up at like four 30 in the morning and just tossing and turning for two hours, smacking the snooze button, you know? So what if I just got up when my body told me to get up, I just went for a walk. And so when I decided to do this, I'm like, you know, and instead of listening to music, I'm going to listen to podcasts and books and things that will just give me like a, a little bit more motivation, a little more inspiration to start the day. And so I started doing these walks, started listening to these podcasts and studying personal development. And I went on this journey where I just kind of went like all in. I said, you know what? this is it. Like, I feel good when I listen to this stuff. I'm, I'm getting myself in shape. This is what I want to do. And so fast forward about eight, nine months, I ended up joining the Apex Entourage program under Ryan Stuman. was like, you know, I'm going to gonna make this commitment to myself. At the time, it was more money than I had. Like I maxed out a credit card to join, but I'm like, hey, if I do this, I make this commitment. I know I'll do whatever it takes to, to at least make my money back. Right. Right. So I get in the program, start studying the trainings, going through everything. And within three months had started doing some different marketing and stuff with uh, the things I was learning for our insurance agency. And so I'm like, well, if I want to make more money, I need more leads. So let me generate some leads, learned how to do that, had success with it, ended up selling that as a service to a couple other guys who were like, yeah, we'll, we'll take that. And I ended up making more in one month working part-time selling lead generation and marketing services than I was working 50 hours a week at the insurance agency. So then my mind starts going, it's like, all right, there's something to this, right? 
So I start helping some people um, using the phone site software that I had learned how to generate leads with doing some tutorial videos, stuff like that. About a month or two in, I get a phone call from Ryan Stuman. He says, hey, I really like all the support and the stuff that you're doing for my software users. How about I pay you a couple grand a month just to keep doing what you're doing and, you know, just helping me out? What, what do you think? Well, I mean, that's kind of a no brainer. Like you're going to pay me to keep doing the stuff I'm doing. Like, yeah, of course. Right. Um, so I, I took on that position again, part time, still selling insurance about a month into it. Some people start asking me like, Hey man, I know you guys have these other programs. How do I buy into this? How do I join this? And so I go to Ryan again. And I'm like, Hey man, these guys want to join this program. Like, what do I do? So, well, go sell them some stuff, man. What do you mean? Like, go, go get them in. <laughs> so I start selling some stuff for Ryan fly down and spend a day with him. And he's like, dude, you're in the wrong business. Like, I think you need to get out of the insurance and come work with me and we can change a lot of lives together. And, and this is where it's kind of like, I don't know, man, like I got a job. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I don't know if I want to risk it. And he says, no, man, you're in the wrong business. It's like, come with me and we will change thousands and thousands of lives together. So I fly home, have the hard conversation with my wife. I'm like, I think I'm going to quit my job. Six years in the insurance industry. No idea what's going to happen, but I, I get this feeling like this is the, the path, right? Right. So I, I, I leave my insurance job. Everyone's telling me I'm crazy. Like, why would you do that? Like, you've got this career. Why would you walk away from it? It's like something inside me tells me this is the right path. So I start working for, for Ryan and Break Free Academy full-time. Six months later, I make a decision that we're going to up and move our entire family to Dallas because I'm flying back and forth a couple times a month. Right. It's really stressful on my wife and my son. You know, our relationship starts having some, some troubles because I'm off doing my own thing and she's back home raising our son by herself. And God love Kayla. She is just an amazing human being. And I'm grateful that she stuck through it. Because when I went back and said, hey, we're moving to Dallas, that was really tough. You know, that was everybody we knew and loved was there in Toledo, our family. I mean, like I said, we have a young son. And so it was a hard conversation. But I also said, you know, there's people paying $100,000 a year to get one-on-one -on -one mentorship with Ryan. It's worth it to me to move down there just for that. Plus, I'm going to be able to make money on top of it. So... We end up selling our house, moving down to Dallas. The first day I come in to work in the office, Ryan sits me down. And he's like, I got good news. I got bad news. I'm like, oh boy. Bad news is he fired me from the phone sites team. He says, hey man, I got to fire you from phone sites. Like, sorry. So I'm like kind of concerned at the moment, but he's like, but. <laughs> right. The pucker factor kicks in. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh <laughs> no. Like I just moved down here. What do you right. mean? Yeah. But what he ends up doing is saying, hey, I want to make you the vice president of my company. I've never had a vice president before, but I truly believe, you know, this whole thing inside and out. So I want you to be my VP and, you know, we're just going to keep changing lives together. So, well, that's pretty awesome. So, you know, he makes me VP within the first 12 months of working with BFA. I did just over a million dollars in sales. 2020 crazy year for everybody. For me personally, it was probably one of my best years ever. I got better shape, better relationship with my wife. You know, being quarantined and, and stuck in the house together was like the greatest thing that could have ever happened for us. Right. So my relationship's getting better. 
my gratitude is through the roof. My fitness is getting there and I'm just getting surrounded by more and more amazing individuals, you know, folks like yourself, people who have been through struggle and come out the other side, much better off because of it. And so I'm just like filling myself with all this motivation and inspiration from all the people that I'm around and the relationships that I have. And, uh, you know, it pushes me into saying, watch, should write a book and talk about the things that I've been through in my life. Cause you know, my life wasn't the worst necessarily. Like there's some things about it that weren't great, but like in comparison to what else is out there, I, I think I'm like blessed. Right. But I'm like, you know, I, I want to talk to the person who feels very average, right? Because most people are like just getting by in life. They know that they're capable of more, but they're afraid to take that step because you know, comfort zone, right? It, that's, that's where most of us want to stay is that we want to be comfortable. But I knew I just needed to push myself and, and I want to show others that when you step out of that comfort zone and you take a chance on yourself, anything is possible. So I went back through my life and I kind of went through the different experiences I've had and, and kind of put together a, a little list of things that I feel have helped make me successful. Number one being just serving others, like helping other people get what they want. Uh, I think Zig Ziglar said it, right? If you help enough people get what they want, you'll end up getting what you want, right? right. And so that's that's kind of been my motto is just like, keep helping people, keep serving others. And the universe, whatever, the God, however you want to look at it, it is finding ways to just bless me a million times over. And so I, I wrote the book, Crushing the Day, and I put it out um, about a week ago. And just the amount of support and love that I've gotten from everybody in my circle and all the people in my life. It's just been like, it, it brings a little tear to my eye, gets me all like worked up. Cause it's just amazing to see how many people will support you when you go after your dreams, but when you do it in a way that's based around helping others. Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. I was going to, you just answered that. I was going to say what led you into writing your book. It's that's the beauty of, of doing like say what you do or what I've done in my career, you know what I mean? Which is all based on helping somebody else. Right. And it's cool because, you know, we all subscribe to that thing that, you know, Ryan talks about, you talk about, I talk about, right. We're the sum of the five people we hang around with most. Right. In our case, we got this huge network called apex. Right. And no one treats anybody any different. Doesn't matter what level you're at it's like one big family. And I got to find that out when I met you, you know, and, and went to the apex meetup in uh, early February, you know, and it was cool. And the support, you know, and it was cool when people were coming up to me and going, Hey, Max, you're the get to guy. And finally, nice to meet you. Cause I post those things. Like we get to do this stuff we get to do. Right. It's a blessing, you know, and to watch, you know, like I remember when I first became apex, I don't even think you were just stepping into that role. And I was like, but you were always there to answer my questions. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, Drewby, what do I do? You know, you even hit me up. Let's what's your goal for next year. When COVID hit, you're, we're already thinking about next year. I think that's like you said, whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, Buddha, Allah, whatever. That's when you're giving so much of yourself, it starts to show up in your life in the, the rewards you get. You know what I mean? Like, we have built friendships because of this network, right? Like I know if I reached out to Drewby tomorrow and say, Hey dude, I'm struggling. I need your help. He'd go, well, give me a call or, you know, I'll be free in five minutes. Call me. 
it's with any any of you know the the family in apex and, and it's cool to watch the journey right and all the different levels that we're at you know like for me this has been even though i'm struggling you know what i mean i'm not if that makes sense because i do that like you guys i do the g code app every day um i have so much to be grateful for that i'm not going to focus on the negative right and then it's cool when you see the feeds in your Facebook go, hey, my friend Druby just became a best-selling author, man. And everybody's cheering you on. You know, no one's getting jealous. Everybody's going, hell yeah, way to go, Druby. Um, and that just shows a lot about your character. I mean, for you to uproot your family and, you know, to, to a whole different state where you didn't know anybody except your boss, which is Ryan Stuman, right? And, and some of the people in uh, Break Free. That's amazing. You know what I mean? And people need to hear this. Like, I don't believe any of us are average. We're only average if we choose to be average. You know, that's what I, I my belief. And uh, I know that all of us have a superpower, whatever that may look like, but it's up to us to do the work, right? And that's one thing I can relate to you, bro. When, when Chris Whitehead suggested I join Apex, I was like, man, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? But I trusted him. He's a guy I've known for 10 years and finally got to meet and give a hug in person. But I did it. You know, I broke a, I broke a card, man, and asked for forgiveness later, which because I know it'll pay off because it has already, even though some things aren't. It's because I still have some work to do. But you know what I mean? It's like I have great examples like yourself. I have great examples like Ryan Stuman. I have great examples in the executive groups, you know, that treat me just like I'm one of them. Like if I reach out for help, they're always quick to answer my question or, you know what I mean? Just like you are. And yeah, that, it's one big happy family. And, um, you know, if anybody, you know, we're not quite done yet, but if you, anything you've heard from Juvie so far is that if you pursue your dreams and take the risk, good things are going to happen. Cause I've seen, Drewby, in the year that I almost next month will be a year in the year I've known him. It's like he's grown tenfold, you know, and it's cool that I get to be a part of his journey and watch him grow as a person. Um, so that, leads me, that, you know what I mean? And it's like you all, like I said, and I'm not just blowing smoke, but you've always been there if I needed a question answered. Whereas we know I've been part of other things and it's like you sign up and then you don't, you don't get any help whatsoever. It's just they wanted your money. And I can tell you you know, break free and apex has been one of the best decisions I ever made, you know, and like, like you, I have a great wife that even didn't understand it, but supports me and knows that she sees that things are starting to happen. You know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, my book, fearless happiness, right? So I like to ask my guests, what is fearless? And you've kind of already given us, but I want to hear from you some more. What does fearless look like for you? And how does that show up in your life every day? So fearless to me is knowing the danger and choosing to move forward anyways. So, you know, when we're going through life and, and we're coming up against big decisions, you know, the best thing you can do is, is kind of take the time to think about like, hey, all right, what's, what are the pros and what are the cons? Because there's always going to be pros and cons with every decision you make. And so to me, the, the fearlessness is looking at the cons looking at the pros and saying, Hey, these pros far outweigh the cons. So I'm willing to do whatever I got to do to move forward. And I think it's important because the biggest problem that people run into is they spend all their time going back and forth on the pros and cons, 
you have to kind of like lay it out and then you got to make a snap decision. Like you can't sit on it for too long. You just have to say, Hey, this is what I want. This is where I want to be. This is who I want to be with. What am I willing to do to get there? Even though knowing that there's going to be hiccups, there's going to be roadblocks, there's going to be things that you come up against that are going to be a problem. If you choose to move forward with, you know, like conviction and intention, that to me is being fearless. So yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's one of our president, Theodore Roosevelt, right? Like that's kind of like what he says is the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And what do we do? And sometimes you got to face your fear. I just posted something in my group yesterday about fear. Like I said, the way I overcame my fear of heights, it's a little extreme, right? But I did it was the first time I went up in a plane and jumped at 13,000 feet. Second time I went up in a plane and jumped at 18,000 feet. So I was like, you know what I mean? I was a little extreme and I put that in my post. I know this is extreme, but you know, you got to find your way to overcome your fear. And that was perfect, Ruby. I mean, Chris and I had a great conversation one time about fearless, right? And like, are we ever really going to become fearless? And he said, probably not. And I agree, probably not. But what makes us, what sets us apart from other people is us individuals who know that that fear is there, but we're going to do it anyway to overcome that fear or to push forward because we have a bigger end goal, right? Like the goal, like you said, the pros are so much bigger than the cons that we're going to go like F your excuses, right? Fuck your excuses. It's going to be, fuck my fear. I'm going to do it anyway, because I know there's going to be a benefit at the end of this. And, you know, I love the guests that I've had and every one of them has been different, but they're all good. You know what I mean? Their answer regarding fearless. No, and I think the thing about fear and and being fearless is that you have to be afraid of the negative stuff that's going to happen. Like, hey, what's going to happen if I don't make this? If I don't take this action, what's going to happen? That's what you should be afraid of. Hey, if if I don't do the thing that I know I should be doing to get where I want to be, that's what you should be afraid of. You should be afraid of not living up to your potential. That's the only thing you should be afraid of. Right. And that separates the elite from the average, right? Because the average will go, I'm too afraid of that. I'm not going to do it because I'm comfortable being mediocre over here. Where like yourself, you said, yeah, okay, I fear what's going to happen if I don't move my family or I don't take Ryan up on this stuff. And if I don't push myself to write my book or I don't, you know, push myself outside of my comfort zone because that's easy, right? Comfort zones are easy. But then you're average, like you said. And and I know the guys like you that I hang around with, average is not okay for us, right? We're always trying to better ourselves. And that was a great explanation for uh, fearless. But, you know, and here's my thing is, do we have to be always try to strive for being fearless? No, it's just doing the work every day. Sometimes you don't even realize you're being fearless because you're so busy doing the work. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you get to the other side and you go, wow, I just, I didn't even know that used to make me afraid. Now I did it. Now next, now then we start going next, next, you know, next challenge, next challenge. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, like writing a book <clears throat> now you are in that elite, like people who don't or have not written a book will not know that process, right? And there is that process. And I know you've come up against it where like you've got writer's block, you know what I mean? Or you're on a roll and all of a sudden something will leave you and you're like, dang, I forgot that. Or 
I don't know if it worked for you or me or, or was the same for you, but there was, a, when I first started writing this book, it was that fear of like, why should I even write a book? No one's going to read it. You know, what that I mean? was my biggest thing is I had some, some pretty severe imposter syndrome about it. Right. You know, like yeah. I've done some cool things in my time. Like, but I, I still look at it as like, there's still so much for me to do yet. So like going into the book, I got the outline, I got my first draft and I sat down and started going through to work on the edits. And I was just kind of like, why should, why am I even writing a book? Like, why do I have the right to tell anybody anything? I've not really done anything in my life. I mean, sure. I've lost over a hundred pounds. You know, I've ridden my bike 216 miles in a single day. I've done multiple millions of dollars in sales. Those are all huge. But at the same time, they didn't feel very big. Like, oh, okay, that's still not that much, though. Like, there's so many other people out there who have done so much more. Like, what gives me the right to write a book? And what I realized is that, and this kind of goes in with, like, the way I talk about imposter syndrome, is that that's a, a genuine, integrity-driven feeling. Feeling like I don't want to misinform anyone because I wouldn't want anyone to be in harm's way or take some advice that I put out and, and, you know, have it cause them problems in their lives like that. I should feel good about that. That's, that's something that's important to me is knowing that when I speak and I share stories and wisdom, that it is providing some sort of tangible value for people so that they can better their lives. Like that, that to me is the key. And once I was able to kind of get past that imposter syndrome and realize like, hey, I need to write this book because I'm here and there's someone over on this other side that's not where they want to be yet. And there's some little nugget that they could take from my my experiences and my losses and everything I've been through. And it could make their life a million times better. And in making their life better, it could make 10 other people's lives better. And so that was the way I had to kind of sit down and rewire my thinking around it was hey, if I help one person with this book, the potential is exponential at that point because they could go on to change the world. I mean, they could be the next president of the United States or you know, someone who cures cancer. I don't know. Right. But I would never know if I didn't take the time to put the book out. Right, absolutely. And I can totally relate with that because I, I got stuck in that and actually sat on my outline for like eight years. <laughs> after Chris Whitehead and helped me do it. And then I disappeared on him, you know what I mean? For a long time. And it took some tragedies, but, but now I had to ask myself those questions too. And it's, you're right. Like if one person is helped by the book we wrote, right. We've done our job, right. Because then that spreads like wildfire fire. And, you know, it's, it's an honor for me to have you on my show because I've seen you like when I see your long, like that is huge. I don't care what anybody says, bro. When I see you take those long bike rides, like I want to come high five you because I don't know if I could do it, but you know, I would give it to the old college try, but I'm like, I see this, he'd log his miles and I'm like, damn, Drewby, you're getting it, bro. But see, but that's what we have to do. Don't you believe, don't you think is like, we have to lead by example. We can't tell everybody like, okay, this is what we do at apex and blah, 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 or whatever the case may be. It's what Ryan says, right? Whatever he does in the light, he'll do in the dark. Or whatever he does in the dark, he'll do in the light, right? Correct. Like, that's how I was taught. What am I doing when no one's watching, right? So I can tell you that I know I've met Drewby now. He's the same person you're going to meet on this podcast if you were in his face, giving him a hug or a high five for his book. Um, all these people that I've had as guests are all people that I can tell you that 
walk to walk and talk to talk. And Druby is right there up with all of them. So we're going to go into the next question, which is uh, knowing I put the why in happiness, right? A lot of people go, hey, I'll, I'll even had guests like, well, message me before the, the, and they said, hey, dude, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> you know? And I go, there, there's a re reason for it, right? Because we all know that happiness doesn't start outside of us. It's got to start in, in here. So what is that? Knowing that I put the happiness or the why in happiness, what, what does that mean for you? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Man, that's, you know, the why is so important, right? So to me, my why is my wife and my son. And the reason they're my why is because growing up, you know, I had a single mom. She was you know, responsible for me and my two brothers. So she raised us basically on her own. My dad was a total scumbag in and out of our lives, did all kinds of sketchy stuff, you know. So to me, you know, when I met my wife, I always wanted to be the right kind of husband because I saw the way that my mom was treated by the men in her life. And it like it kind of broke my heart. And I never wanted to do that to someone else, especially someone that I cared for the way I do for Kayla. And so when we got together, you know, like all shitheads, I had some shithead tendencies and I tried to screw it up a couple of times. Thankfully, she stuck through because she saw the good inside me. And then when our son was born, it was like that next evolution of why. Like, OK, not only am I a husband, now I'm a father and I absolutely refuse to be like my dad. Like that, right. if, if anything, you know, I learned from my dad what not to do, how not to act. Right. And so you know, when my son was born, I was like, Hey, I need to be the dad that I always wanted in life. You know, everybody has this idea of like what their dad should be. I didn't get that. So I wanted to be able to be that person for my son. And I wanted to be able to show them that, you know, no matter where you come from, whatever your past may be, like you are put on this earth to do amazing things but it doesn't happen until you start taking action and doing the work. And like I said, I mean, I went through a couple of years where I was just being content, being mediocre, being average, because I just settled for this is my lot in life, right? This is who I am. This is what I'm going to be. It's not the worst. So I, it's, you know, it's fine. But I knew that that wasn't okay. Like when I went down that journey of personal development, and I really started listening to some of the stories and, you know, some of the other amazing people like yourself who have beat like addictions and crazy things. I was like, well, what's stopping me? The only thing stopping me is me. Mm. So, you know, to be happy with the why in it is making sure that I wake up every day knowing that I'm giving it my best to care for my wife and for my son knowing that I'm going to put in the effort that most people aren't willing to put in because I need to lead by example. I need to be the reason why he looks up and says, Hey man, I'm going to do this because my dad does it this way. And like, he's my freaking hero. Right. That's to me the, the why and happiness is my wife and my son knowing that I'm living in excellence to show them what excellence really means. Yeah. That's awesome. There's a lot we have in common, more than you know. You know what I mean? Uh, our childhoods and stuff like that. But I get it. Um, life is such a journey, right? Like, and it doesn't matter. Like I used to always say, and people would correct me. Like I would go, "Yeah, well, I'm 50 something, man. I'm, you know, better late than never." And everybody would tell me, "You're right on time." You know what I mean? I'm going to be 53 this year. Um, 
next month, matter of fact, and I'm in the best shape of my life because of stuff we're doing, right? You're doing phase two, right? You just finished phase two of 75 hard. I just completed 75 hard. And what a lot of people don't know is that I completed that with a bad back. Like I gave myself no excuses, right? There was always something I can do. And that's because I have like examples like Drewby, like he doesn't give him himself excuses. Like the people we run with don't give themselves excuses not to do something. So like, I'm the happiest I've ever been, right? I have, a, I like you, I have a wonderful wife. I have my own, you know, I have a home. Uh, if you would have told me almost 18 years ago, I'd be talking to Drewby Wilson, a best-selling author from the comfort of my own home that I own and blah, blah, blah. I would have said, man, whatever you're smoking, you need to pass it my way because that's some pretty good stuff, right? But like you, I chose a point in my path where however time that shows up is like, I'm done being, I'm done settling. Like, I'm not going to settle for being just comfortable, knowing that I was going to have to get out of that comfort zone, you know what I mean? Which can be scary right there. But, you know, I have some of the best people that I run with, like yourself, Juby, to show me that it can be done. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter where you came from, who you came from, what part of the country. If you want to be better, you can be. And here's, you know, and Juby will show you the way. Read his book. And we'll get to that. But, yeah, let people know, like, how they can get a hold of you, Juby, and, and where they can get your book. And we'll put it in the episode in the in the comments and stuff. But let them know, like where they can get your book, what you do again, and how they can get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. So I spend a lot of my time on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at Drewby Rides. Uh, Facebook is Drewby Wilson, D-R-E-W-B-I-E, because I like to do it a little different, right? So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. You can find my book on Amazon. Just search Drewby Wilson or Crushing the Day. Uh, I think I'm still number one bestseller today, like a week later. So that's like a crazy feeling. Um, you can also go to my website, crushingtheday.com. I've got the book. I've got shirts. I've got my podcast episodes. So I do a, a weekly podcast uh, five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday, early morning, just short little inspirational snippets. And, you know, the, honestly, anybody that has questions or wants to know more about my journey, like, please reach out. Let me know where you're at in your life. If there's anything I can do to help point you in the right direction. I mean, that's, I truly think I was put on this planet to help others find their success. And one of the, the coolest things about success to me, what I've realized lately is that success is a perspective. You know, success to me looks totally different than it does to you, Max. And it looks totally different to others. And when you can get your mind around like, being clear about what success means to you. It doesn't have to mean making a shitload of money. Like money's cool and it can help you do a lot of great things. But if success to you is just having a job, a house that you own and getting to go home and be at your kid's baseball practice. Mm. I love that. I think that's amazing, right? Like that's successful. As long as you personally, the person listening feels like they're reaching their success, like what success truly means to them. That's all I can ask. That's all anybody could, should ask of themselves. Like, hey, get very clear about what your success means to you and then go after it because it doesn't have to be what somebody else says success is. And so if I can help find, you know, success for anyone else, sharing my wisdom, sharing my experiences like that, that to me, I know is what will help propel me to the level of success that I want to be on. Yeah, perfectly said. Wow, this was great. I'm glad you, that was quick. 
I, you know, Drewby's a busy man. So when I asked him to come on my podcast and then, then like within minutes, he said, it's booked, we're going to do it. I was like, wow. Cause I know you just came back from a trip. <laughs> like this man does not stop everybody. So if you do have any questions, please reach out to Drewby. He'll always answer your questions. Cause he's always there to help. Uh, he's helped me tremendously in my journey, you know, on, on changing some things up, but thank you so much again, Drewby for, for being a guest. I, I really appreciate you. You shared some great stuff that I think the audience is going to get a lot out of. Again, you know, you can reach Drewby on Facebook at Drewby Wilson with an IE. <laughs> you can reach him at uh, Break Free Academy or, you, you know, his website, Crushing the Day, right? Yep. And uh, check out his podcast at Crushing the Day and listen to some snippets that uh, Drewby will share with you. He's one of the podcasts I listen to. And there's only a few, you, Ryan's, or Andy Fursella's, you know, since I got involved with 75 hard, because he's like to the point, like that guy does not hold back, but there's only a few and I'm going to tell everybody. So if you, you want some really stuff to get you started in your day, listen to Drew. He's got some good stuff again, sir. I appreciate you coming on and being a guest. And uh, I think you crushed it, bro. Shoot, man. I'm just grateful to be here, brother. I love watching your journey. Love being a part of your story, you know, to whatever little bit that I can be. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful to join you in that published authors club, man. I'm, I'm grateful for our time here today. And, you know, you had mentioned me booking right away on the podcast. And I think that just goes back to, you know, when you live with intention and you make a point to do things to better yourself, yeah. you know, take that quick action and make it happen because that's what ultimately will lead you to the success that you want to have in life. So, man, I just want to thank you again so much for the opportunity to be here. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Again, thanks, Ruby, for coming on and being a, an honored guest here on the Fearless Happiness podcast. We'll do it again soon. And everybody, like I said, check out Ruby's book. It's on Amazon. Grab it. You won't regret it. I'm starting mine uh, tomorrow as soon as I finish this one book I'm reading. Yeah, we're going to uh, I see onward and upward from here, Ruby. So it's just amazing to watch your journey too. So everybody have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.